0: We, Melissa started with being led by the Spirit and talking about how uh, God helps us to uh, basically choose life over death, really. Um, the second part, I shared a message on how the importance of knowing God's love for us unlocks so much in our life, but we actually need the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit to actually know and understand this love that God has for us, which opens up uh, just so much opportunity in our life. And then Melissa... Uh, shared last week on uh, h- how we able to use, uh, how the Holy Spirit helps us to make good choices, basically choose uh, His ways over our ways. Yeah. And um, I want to talk about, um, this morning I want to talk about, I want to talk about praying in tongues. Um, so for those that are totally new to this whole thing, praying in tongues, I'm just going to do it a little bit, right, because it's weird. So, uh, let me just say, all uh, right. Okay, that was just me praying in tongues. That's weird. I get it. Don't worry. That's what praying in tongues is. Now, the early church, and, and so. And so I'm not going to get right into all the scriptures and everything like that, but we do get into that in our new Christian course, which I, it's coming up very shortly. And if you're uh, new to the faith or you want to learn more or, and get involved in that, you'll really get to screw down on a bunch of stuff. And um, But basically, um, when the day of Pentecost first came, the Holy Spirit uh, came and basically invaded earth. Uh, the the first evidence of people being filled and baptized in the Holy Spirit was praying in tongues, speaking in tongues. And right through the rest of the book of Acts, we see uh, the initial evidence of being baptized in the Holy Spirit is praying in tongues, speaking in tongues. And um, in the early church, it was so normal. It was such a part of just regular faith that the Apostle Paul had to (laughs) Help them out a little bit. In in First uh, Corinthians fourteen, we see like uh, the apostle Paul's like, "Hey guys, it's getting a bit weird at church. You're all just praying in tongues, and it sounds strange. And people come in, and it's weird. And and he, he didn't say don't do it, but he he he's taught um, just how how to do it in the context of a Sunday morning service. Um, and 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 but one of the things in it. So I just want to. 1 Corinthians 14, and I'm starting in verse 2. It says, For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. So what he's saying there is like, okay, Pastor Jacob gets up. Thank you, this, what did you say? Amazing guy? Something like that, I'll take it. <laughs> I get the mic. Cura silandra, drive my yellow Honda, catch a barramundi. We'll, and, and what he's saying is, hey, guys, you're wasting everyone's time. No, no, you, like God, you're having this awesome time, you and God. You're being built up, but no one else is. So he's saying, if you're going to get super spiritual in church, prophesy Or if you're going to pray in tongues, have somebody. He's talking about the speaker. He's talking about someone who's actually communicating. uh, Make sure that someone's translating from the congregation. And so I'm just going to do a quick little uh, overview of of speaking in tongues, a little bit about it, but then I want to get into uh, just into the value of it. Um, So basically, there are three types of tongues. One of the types of tongues is when you get filled with the Holy Spirit. You will, sometimes God will give you a tongue to speak and that tongue will be Japanese, dead set. That tongue will be German, <laughs> that tongue will be, and, and you're like, and, and you won't know because it's like all Japanese to you. Like, but there'll be a Japanese person there and you'll be ministering the gospel to them in their own language and they'll know that something's supernatural and God will be speaking directly to them in their own tongue. That's the initial, that's one type of tongue. Another type of tongue is when we are talking the heavenly language. It's not an earthly language. It's not a dialect that can be translated by uh, because somebody knows that language. But what it will be, it will be a divine message to the church, which somebody in the congregation will be uh, anointed to actually. And I don't mean anointed like the pastor puts a magic dab on them or anything. Just they know what the preacher's saying. The preacher's talking gibberish, talking about driving his yellow Honda all the way to the store. To catch a barramundi and they will know that god has a specific word for the church and they will actually be their opportunity to get up and minister the prophetic word that god has spoken to the church so that's called tongues for interpretation they are both uh gifts for for the for the body in the sense of this the same as a preacher would get up and share a message or the worship leader would get up and minister with music and, and things like that now that's not the tongues that Paul's saying uh, to tone down at church when he's saying here. Let me just read it again. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 in verse 2. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God and we will jump down to verse... Oh, we'll keep going. No one understands that out mysteries by the Spirit, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening and encouraging and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. So what he's saying here is when you're speaking in a tongue... You're actually building yourself up. And Jude says it like this. Now, just for you to know, Jude's Jesus' brother. Like, How cool is that? Imagine like, being Jesus' brother. Like, and he gets a little book in the Bible for his trouble. It says this, but you, uh, Jude one twenty. but you, my delightful loved friends, constantly and progressively build yourself up in your most... Uh, build yourself up on the foundation of your most holy faith by praying every moment in the spirit um when the bible talks about praying in the spirit it's actually talking about praying in tongues typically and i can show you that from scripture but for time we're not going to do that though in the new christians course, this is like a full-on plug for the new christians course in the new it actually shows you that and verse by verse shows you to help sort of um, for those people that you know like to see it clear and i like i'm one of those people But um, so saying here, Paul says, anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. And Jude says, build yourself up in your most holy faith by praying in tongues. So we have this gift of tongues for edification. It's part of the initial baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's one of the initial evidences of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, this is really, really cool. This is like... Who likes coming up for prayer? I love it. When I'm not at my church, I'll go up every time. (laughs) The only reason I don't go up when I'm here is because I'm doing the praying. And I'm I'm not kidding, am I? I'll go to, like, especially when we're at leaders' meetings and things, I'm like, man, I don't care. I'll get prayer. And if it's some, like, really well-respected person that we know operates in the anointing, I'm like, man, I'll knock you out of the way to get there. (laughs) And... I'm sure it's spiritual in some way. Some of it's conflicting. this you know, anyway, I digress. I love it is what I'm getting at. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love people praying for me. I love the getting prophetic word from people speaking into my life. It's awesome. Now, do you know that God wants to pray for you? You can go and get prayer from the preacher. Well, the prayer team, all of that good stuff, highly recommend it. But at any moment, if you're baptised in the Holy Ghost, at any moment, you can go and get prayer from God. How does this look? It just means stopping and starting to pray in tongues. Okay, how does that, what does that, didn't Paul say that when you're praying in tongues, you're speaking to God? Let me explain how tongues work. So to, to to really a great way of understanding this is I watched this documentary on this guy who was just exploring all different faiths and he got to the Pentecostal people and he had a guy and it was one of the things that they were looking at was praying in tongues like you know it's weird it's interesting they went to the different ones that were sacrificing goats and doing all the other weird stuff and now here's the pentecostals with their weird things and let's come and you know and they got this preacher and he was uh and they got him and they put a the the wires on his head while he was praying in tongues and with the screens and you know where they measure brain activity and one of the things they noticed was when he was praying in tongues, the language center of his brain wasn't firing. So it's even if you are making jibber-jabber noises, like jibber-jabber, jibber-jabber, like just choosing the word, the the language center in your brain fires. And when he's praying in tongues, it wasn't firing. And basically, the the scientific reasoning was that language was not coming through his brain. And for us to understand is we understand that actually God prays through us. God prays through us. Now listen to this. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26, it says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us. Intercedes means praise. Intercedes for us through wordless groans. He who searches the hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. It says, the Spirit intercedes for us with wordless groans. These tongues we are speaking in is actually the Holy Spirit praying for us. Why do we need to do this? Isn't God up there in heaven all-powerful, all-knowing, all of this? Yes and no. He is all-powerful except he's given some of his power to us. He does have all authority except where he's given authority to us. It's like this, you rent a house from me. I can't just go into your house and fix a tap, even though I know it's dripping, I know it needs fixing. Because on that lease, even though I own everything, Jesus, God owns heaven and earth. The, <laughs> he's put you in charge. There's a contract that says, you are now the legal uh, person who lives and owns, and not owns, but you know, operates that particular house. If you want me to come and fix that tap... As the owner, I have the responsibility that is, I actually have to come and do that, but you have to ask and invite me in. So this is the way that, because the scripture says that the heaven and the earth belongs to God, well, the heavens and the earth belong to God, but the earth is given to man. So it never actually means we own it. We're like, we rent here. And sort of, I'm just simplifying things for explanation's sake, but it's... But basically, that's the, that's the idea of it. And so it's like, if we want the tap fixed in our heart, God knows we need it fixed. We don't know what's wrong. All we know is that the bathroom's flooding. That's all we know. <laughs> and, 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 and so what we do is we pray in tongues. And what that does is the owner... What do you do? So this, just let me just imagine, like, demonstrate this. I have a problem with some sort of addiction, some sort of compulsive behavior. I really can't get to the root of it. I try my hardest. I do my best. Yeah. Counselors, they, everyone's doing their best. And then I'm that. And then so what I do is I pray in the Holy Ghost. And that's just another way of saying the Holy Spirit. It does sound even more weird. <laughs> you read the old King James, it's all the Holy Ghost, and you want to get like old school, drop that one. And and what it is, it's like, what 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 what's happening is, You're the owner of the house, and you tell the person who's renting, hey, ask me to fix the tap. When we're praying in tongues, God is putting his words in you, Hey, so basically we're like this, God, I need to get to the root of this problem, which is when I, this person hurt me and there was unforgiveness and there was damage and trust issues were brought up and I could not trust because of this and all of this stuff. And we don't even know this in our minds. But the Holy Spirit is coming out like, And, and that's God saying, God, please help me with this. Come and move in this area of my life. I need the power of God here. I need your grace to do this. I need and, and, and we're getting built up in our faith being healed and restored because god is giving us his prayers now there's this passage in first john chapter 5 and verse 14 and i love it. it's one of the most important passages in the bible i believe it says this it says that this is a confidence we have in approaching god if we ask anything according to his will we know that we have what we asked for now one way you can know that you're asking god for what he wants is through the word another way is to have him speak through you if he's speaking through you you know that that's what he wants. So when we're praying in tongues, God is praying the Holy Spirit intercedes for you with wordless groans. He is praying for you, through you, to God. Perfect prayers that God says yes. So this is something that you don't want to miss out on. You don't want to miss out on it. This is like the, you know, on the computer you get the auto-update button. You don't know what they're fixing. They're just fixing stuff. <laughs> the Apostle Paul says, I pray in tongues more than you all. And <laughs> but when you're praying in tongues, you're just updating stuff, just fixing stuff, healing stuff. You don't even know. I, and, 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 and the cool thing is, is you can ask to know. And it says that, pray to get tra- for translation if you want. And, and sometimes you do that, and sometimes you feel, you know, led that you need to do that, and that's cool. Especially if I'm preaching, sometimes I just have an unction to pray in tongues. And I know that Paul says, don't just randomly pray in tongues when you're preaching. So if I'm doing that, I think, okay, God, and then I'm asking him, what are you saying? And, and then I'll, I'll um, so it's like, but we have this, this particular tongue, that everybody, the, the, tongues when it's a foreign language, that's God divinely doing something right now because he knows somebody needs to hear it tongues when it's tongues for interpretation is something God's doing right now because he knows that somebody needs to hear it or the church needs to hear it now but tongues for edification Paul says to pray in the tongues on all occasions pray in the spirit on all occasions basically you don't stop and I don't mean you walk through the shop going oh drive my yellow Honda down to catch a barramundi like that's weird that's weird but man, I'll walk through the shop just under my breath. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. You know, I'll be dry. Any time I'm quiet and by myself, man, you can't sleep. God just bought you an whole hour to praying prayer, me to praying tongues. I once had a job. It was the worst job ever. I don't know if we're supposed to say that as Christians. We're supposed to be thankful about everything. It was great that I had a job. Let's say that. But if I had to have a job, that was the worst one ever. <laughs> but God wouldn't let me leave. And this job was like this. I'd, I'd get a metal bar, I'd put it in a machine. I'm not, not, not one word of a lie, guys. Not one. I know Mel says I exaggerate. This is no exaggeration. I'd get a metal bar, put it in a machine, and I'd push a pedal. I'd pull it out, put it in the next hole. Push a pedal in my Next hole then it would get interesting, go back to the start, turn the bar around. Other end. All day. That was my job. And God wouldn't let me quit. And Mel's like, you're miserable, quit. And I'm like, God won't let me quit. So I thought, fine, right, I've got eight hours here. I'm praying in tongues for eight hours a day. So for about a year, I prayed in tongues for eight hours a day. And I believe... From that prayer, this church came. A big part of this church coming. Uh, From this prayer, a big part of Melissa's ministry came. From that prayer, a big part of my ministry came. So much stuff that you see, because this is... Today you are walking on yesterday's prayer. But you don't even know what yet tomorrow's got. So good luck praying for that. Who does know? Oh, I'm glad you asked. God knows. How does God pray for tomorrow... Through you, he intercedes. The Holy Spirit intercedes for your life with groans, that, wor- that, words, groans that, that, that have no words. We have this amazing gift called tongues for edification, tongues to build us up, come, tongues to build us up in our most holy faith, tongues to equip us, tongues to... And the devil has, has tried to wipe this out of the church. Even the very passage that talks about the value of it, or where it was being overused in the church, has been used to, to, to try to wipe it out of the church, where that's never what it was saying. It was just talking about having orderly worship on a Sunday morning. On your gatherings, you have orderly worship. That's what it's saying. Don't get up there and speak in tongues where you waste everybody's time. That, that's what it's saying in 1 Corinthians 14. So we've got this amazing ability to have the whole God himself pray his perfect will through you at any time you want at any time you want it's his perfect will and just the more you pray the more prayers of gods are getting answered in your life hallelujah what else we got here some good stuff here guys no, but seriously, if you've not done that, New Christians course do it. It talks about baptism in the Holy Spirit. It talks about baptism in water. Which, uh, and this is how we're we going for time. Um, okay, that clock at the back's right. Now, if you've not been baptized in, the, if I wasn't baptized in the Holy Spirit, what I would do is get baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's what I would do. If you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I'm man. Today is your day. We'll, we'll lay hands on you, the Holy Spirit will come and it's not just about the the tongues that's part of it. That's just part of it. Jesus put it like this to his disciples. He says, um, and, and Melissa really screwed down on this in the first, uh, in, in, in the first installment of this series, but she uh, in John. Uh 16, uh, 12, it says, I have so much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Uh, he will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and what he will tell you uh, is yet to come. How can he tell you what's yet to come? Because God knows what's yet to come. You can pray this stuff. You can pray for what is yet to come. Like you're not praying, oh God, I pray that tomorrow is a good day. No, man, you're like praying, hey God, when I get to that shop and that person's there like this, can you help them have a good attitude? Can, when I, my kids go through this struggle at school, can you help them have grace to understand and Lord, I, I know that this particular area has got the hay fever that bothers me a bit. Help the wind to blow that way. And man, he knows what's yet to come. We've got the ability to be praying what's yet to come through the Holy Ghost. So he, will, uh, he knows what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is, he is from me and he will receive what he has made known to you. Uh, all that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I've said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. And then in uh, Acts 1, this is the Lord Jesus speaking again or being remembered in, in Acts 1. It says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Luke 24, 49 says this. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, speaking about the Holy Ghost. But stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. So this Holy Spirit is not just the ability to pray secrets from heaven. It says here that clothed with power from on high. It says that it's the ability to understand the secret things of God. In um, the other week I spoke about it's the ability to understand the love of God, to unlock the power of God in our hearts, to understand how good He is, so that, and, that, and how that just transforms our life so radically. You need to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is not a Pentecostal thing. This is a Christian thing. This is an early church. This was a stock standard norm. There, there wasn't, we don't read in some parts of the book of Acts where someone say, well, that's good for you, but that's not for me. I believe that I have the word of God, so I don't need the power of God. Well, it's a bit weird, and I don't want to be weird. I want to be saved, but not weird. <laughs> I think that's weird. <laughs> Each to their own. But I have the microphone, and I'm saying... Man, if you're not baptised in the Holy Ghost, it's there for you. It's a over time stuff becomes. We don't understand what was just normal. And now, as I was talking with Melissa about this series, we we're talking about how baptism in the Holy Spirit isn't overly emphasised through the New Testament because it was just a given. It's just a total assumption it's mentioned a bit here and there and it's just some descriptions about how to walk in it and um, in the book of acts it talks about it a lot because everywhere they go it's someone gets <laughs> they get saved they get filled with the power of god but and but then we see in, in the new christians course we'll, we'll see that this is separate instances, separate occasions that it actually has to be a dis- it doesn't have to be but it's generally a distinct separate occurrence to salvation it's a distinct separate occurrence to water baptism it's its own thing and the the a lot of the new testament doesn't screw down on it because it's a given because i've said it a few times but the early church it was part of the fabric of the of a new christian's experience that it's done they're filled they're, they believe in christ but the faith in christ get baptized in water or in the holy spirit both but it doesn't matter which order and then they get on with their lives and do amazing things for god and live these great lives that god's called them to and it's a given. And that's why when Paul's talking in First Corinthians, he's like, "Hey, guys, yes yeah, awesome that you speak in tongues. Just like keep church civil so people can come in and understand what you're talking about, and they can be blessed as well." So He's not saying, like, "Hey, you've got this thing. It's higher, an interesting idea. I've got to bring to you this idea of speaking in tongues. And so let me explain to you the ins and outs of it, because he does it in different parts, and he does touch on it, and, then, and across the scriptures, we do see an in-depth description. But more of it's actually just, hey, when you're praying in tongues, do this. Or, or, or pray in tongues all the time. And, and you know, it's just part of the, just the, the normal expectation of a Christian life in the early church. And my deal with that is I can't find any bit where it says that stops. There's no place in here where it says that baptism of the Holy Spirit was just for the early church, it, it doesn't say it. It says it was for the early church. <laughs> yes, but but well, it actually doesn't say it's for the early church. It says it's for the church. We're the church. That's you and me. So, firstly, if you are baptized in the Holy Spirit and you speak in tongues, do it more. Do it every chance you get. Do it every single chance you get. And if you aren't baptized in the Holy Spirit and you would like to be, we would love to pray with you and God will meet you. And God will release uh, not, not just the gift of speaking in tongues but clothed with power not just clothed with power but clothed with the, un, the ability to actually receive his love to actually know what is really like which can't come about to the depth he wants to show us by any other way except for baptism in the holy ghost right i'm going to stop because i want time to pray for people Yeah, thanks, Karen. I liked how Josh said the warm-up people. Like, how cool would it be if... Like, you guys really, like, bring everyone into the presence of God, the worship team. It's cool. Warm us all up. (laughs) So by the time the preacher gets up here, everyone's like, on fire, yeah. Sometimes I count on the worship team. I'm thinking, like, I drag myself into church on a Sunday morning. Oh, I hope the worship team crank it this morning, because I need it to get warmed up. So including you guys online... If anyone here to start with doesn't know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, and what do I mean by that? You actually put your trust in Him, actually made the decision hey, God, I need you. I've lived life my own way for so long, and it's time for me to hand it over to you. I've done a lot of stuff wrong in my life, and there's no way I can undo that. I need forgiveness. If that's you, we're just going to pray right now. I'm just going to invite everybody to put your, close your eyes and, and to bow your heads. And by, when I say invite, I sort of mean insist, because this is a pretty holy moment. And If that's you and you want to put your trust in God for the first time this morning, I just invite you to slip your hand in the air while no one's looking around. As a church, we're going to pray. And I'm just going to ask you to repeat after me and people online, you too. If you're praying this prayer for the first time, I just ask that you mean it with all your heart. All right, just repeat after me, church. Dear God, I choose to follow you. Please forgive me for living life my own way from today forwards I live for you in Jesus name I pray you know the scripture says that a miracle took place in your heart when you make that decision it says that you were born again your life started afresh I want to pray as well for those who want to receive this baptism baptism in the Holy Spirit I'm going to invite people to come forward and we're going to lay hands and. but I'm going to pray because I believe that God can do it right there in your chair or across the screen because the scripture actually says that it's Jesus who baptizes in the Holy Ghost Lord for those who would receive your Spirit you would baptize them in your Holy Spirit Lord God that you just would loose this, just the, the gift of your spirit, Lord. That tongues would even be flowing right now. That healing would be taking place. Revelation would be coming. Words of knowledge would be coming. In Jesus' name. If you haven't received that baptism of the Holy Spirit before, and, and maybe just as we prayed right then you did, I want you to come forward. If you want prayer I want you to come forward if maybe you've received baptism in the Holy Spirit before but you uh, when you pray in tongues there's only like one or two words that come out I just want to pray with you and 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 we'll just just really set that gift loose just while the the worship team's playing let's invite them to just just to sing a song and I just invite you to come forward save getting born again I think getting filled with the Holy Ghost is the best thing that you can possibly do in life thank you Jesus